Welcome to Inland Sessions, the podcast. This is our chance to sit down with local musicians and poets featured on Inland Sessions on KSPS PBS TV and streaming at ksps.org. Today we spend time with Jason Garrett Evans, a young neo soul musician who took us to outer space with his cosmic Jason, uh, what was your relationship with music when you were growing up? Like, how was music in the household? Um, there was a lot of church music in the household. That was, I mean, that was strictly what it was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting in the car, you know, we didn't control the radio. There was some radio, but that was like when we were with our cousins and like nephews and stuff like that. They would play the radio every now and then. So we got a lot of like the R&B and hip hop and some soul um, my uncle, he played just jazz, so and it was like, just like, really, really groovy jazz. And so I got a lot of that, um, and so mixed that with like, church jazz, hip hop and soul. Like that's all I do. That's all I do now, and it's just like I know that the best. And so, um, a lot of influences from the radio and just from the people around me. Um, I got introduced to play the piano when I was seven, and so. It was me and my brother and my cousin. We started playing all the piano together. And um, one after another, I just kind of stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And I was the last person on the ship. And I just kept going up until about high school. And things got really busy. And I just took what I knew and kind of ran with it. Well, as you probably know, there's so many children who don't keep up with their piano lessons. Mm-hmm. What kept you at it when all your siblings were wandering away well piano was on Sundays so I got out of church <laughs> I got out of church on Sundays and so um I I liked playing it it was I'm, I'm really a creative person and so the lessons weren't all that difficult um they were challenging but I could sense a lot of creative freedom in it when it came to playing and you are in control of this huge instrument. You know, I'm seven, so I'm not like I'm now where this piano is like twice my size, over three times my size at seven years old. You know, you're just in charge of this huge instrument versus like a saxophone or like a flute, and they're like really tiny, and you have this big grand instrument that you play. And so I grew up on like a grand piano, and so it's huge. And um, I just learned to play it, and I could really get a good sense of the creative freedom in it, and I was like, I really like this. And I started understanding it and and growing with it, 
And it's just like anything you learn. It's like it's challenging in the beginning. But if you can like comprehend it and you could work it out and you can understand it and see the progress you're making, it makes you kind of want to stick with it. And I just wanted to stick with the piano because I was good at it. And so I kept with it for almost 20 years now. And you also sing. When did you start singing? I mean, I've always like hummed a tune, you know, um, I was in like the church choir when I was the kids choir when I was little. Um, there was a lot of that. I really wasn't that into it until I think it was about 2017. Um, I got introduced to do a bunch of karaoke and I really kind of liked that. Well, before there was an instance in high school, um, I was just in the marching band. So I, I, you know, I just, I wasn't really interested in singing at all. I was playing the piano, but you know, I was just playing instruments. I wasn't singing much, but I, I kind of wanted to, um, but I didn't, wasn't really pushed to doing it. And a friend of mine kind of pushed me into singing some s- singing more. And we tried out for a performance at an assembly. And this is like 2000 kids. Like this, we're at like max. Um, and I was nervous, but you know, like kind of got built up to do it. And I failed, failed hard. Uh, I thought I did pretty good, but not everyone else did. And that hurt. It hurt a lot. And I was like, we're not going to do this. And I had to show my face at school for like <laughs> for like months. And they like everybody knew me at this point in time. So I was just like, whatever, I'll bite the bullet. And I was just like, I'm never singing again. Um, and then graduated high school and started doing karaoke. So at this point, I'm not the only one that's not very good. I I felt comfortable kind of being amongst people who were just kind of just playing around with it, not really taking things too serious. Um, And so it kind of gave me the confidence to just kind of relax and and just just go for it. Um, And so in that, you know, people were telling me like, oh, you're amazing, you know, you sound good. And like, I'm not, I, at, at the point I was at this point, I was like, you guys stop, you know, <laughs> this is, you can't just stop, you know? Um, but then more and more people were starting saying that. And so like at some point in time, you gotta like kind of change your perspective and say, okay, like, what are they act? You know, maybe you are as good as they think you are. You know what I mean? And so I kind of started the bar differently you know the bar was down here I just kind of raised the bar a little bit um and I just kind of went with it and I used this moment to kind of like practice like you know a little stage presence and like how to hold a microphone and being comfortable holding a microphone because this thing's heavy you know and that was the most nerve-wracking part is you got this heavy thing in your hand and you're supposed to like sing into it and it's like it kind of makes me nervous already. And then you're going to, and then you hear yourself. You're like, am I too loud? Like, am I not loud enough? Like, there's all these things going through your head. And so, you know, I just took a lot of time to practice and find which songs I like the best. And so I would sing my favorite songs and, you know, and I just did that over and over and over again. And that was kind of my thing. That was just kind of my thing. I would just go to karaoke bars and hang out, you know, and, do karaoke where was beginning songwriting in that flow um so piano lessons i stopped taking piano lessons in 23rd like 20 2009 um 
and went through high school, graduated, left, moved to Spokane in about 2013. And I still wasn't writing music at this point. Um, and it wasn't until 2019 that I wrote my first song, you know. And at this point, I'm like, I'm not like a, a poet. So I just kind of wrote some crazy lyrics down. And I met with my friend Lucas, who was the guitar player in, in, in my band here. And um, we just sat and he was just playing the guitar and we just kind of just started making up stuff. And that's where the song What You Want came from. That was the first song I ever written. I mean, there was a lot of first songs, but like that was the very first one. And um, we just kind of wrote, it started off really small. It's a really small song. There wasn't a whole lot of words that are written to it. So when I revisited again to do it for the recording for here, for PBS, I was like, I need to write more lyrics because I don't want to repeat the same thing over and over again. So I revisited it and wrote some more stuff. So in about 2019, I would say is the first time I really started songwriting. And there was a story before that too. And I met the band that usually goes down to Red Room and um, just kind of jams out and it's kind of improv. Everybody just gets up and we just go mm -hmm. start playing something and just go and it flows. And that's just, that's really where it all started, really started taking off is when I started doing that every week. I, I didn't miss a week for like two years. And so I was just down there and just sounding horrible, you know, and until I really was something clicked and I was like, I need to change this. I need to tweak that. And a late league 2019 came around, we hung out and um, started writing. I can believe I'm someone's purpose. Man, I know, I know I'm pain. More walking on the sun. Promises hold me still. I can believe I'm someone's brighter day. One, two, three, hey. Up in the morning 
with a kiss on my head I can believe in sunrise even when we're dead I can't help myself from thinking about all the things you said It was only to an audience Mm -hmm. what was that process like internally for you was it exciting was it scary more one more than the other it was I was nervous and excited you know this is my piece of work my art that I'm presenting to somebody so the idea that they might not like it is there and and um I was that was where I was nervous and then I was excited because it's just like hey guys look at this thing I made like I'm excited. I want to show you. Um, and I went down to Red Room and performed it. And I mean, everybody was just like happy-go-lucky down there. So there wasn't any, there wasn't really wasn't any, uh, you know, bad criticism or anything like that. So I was mainly excited, still kind of nervous for like that one or two person who was like, uh, I really wasn't feeling or, uh, you probably could have changed that. And so I was nervous for that. That didn't happen, luckily. But it was, it's a mixture of like nervous excitement. What's your advice for someone who needs to get over that nervousness? Get over it as soon as you can. It doesn't matter. Like it, it does to you, you know, in the moment, it does matter what someone else thinks. Don't kid yourself. You know, you care about what someone else thinks, but it's the quicker you can get over that, the better, because you're not going to grow. You know, there's so many analogies I can, you know, go back on to kind of bring this home. But, you know, 
you don't need permission. Nobody needs permission. Nothing needs permission to to grow into whatever they're wanting to. They just do it. You know, you might need a bigger pot to grow into, and that's understandable, but you don't need to ask someone what to do. If you want some guidance as to where to go, that's okay. You know, or some insight on what you should do, that's okay. Um, but don't wait. You know, I'm preaching to the choir here. My girlfriend tells me all the time, she's like, you don't need to wait, you know, to do this. You know, you don't need to wait to record this. You know, I have all the stuff I need to at home, you know, but I, you know, I feel like sometimes I need to get this person or get these people together to record this and a song will sit there for a long time and, and, and nothing you know, I showed her a song not that long ago, and I was like, look at this. And she has this thing now to where she's like, really, another song? Like, you're showing me another song you didn't finish? You know, and we, you know, joke about it. But, you know, at the end, she kind of brings it home and says, hey, this is what we're talking about. You just push forward. You know, these are things that are holding you back, and you have everything you need. Just put it out there and go for it. Start somewhere. You know, so don't, you don't need permission. If, if you're starting out, just start and do something. Write something down, you know. Go and perform with somebody. You know, fail once or twice. But I don't know anybody that's successful that didn't fail a few times. What would, <clears throat> what would you say that you, let's try that again. What would you say that you have overcome to get where you are now with your comfort with your own music? Caring what someone thinks. You know, self-confidence was a huge part that I didn't realize in the moment that it was it was big. But, you know, hindsight, after you go through what you go through, you start to look back and you're like, what was really holding me back? And it's just self-confidence, like knowing that you are probably the best, you know, you're the best version of yourself at the time. So do your very best and, and then grow into it. And so building self-confidence um, helped me out a lot. You know, just getting up and wearing what you want to wear or singing what you want to sing, you know, writing the lyrics despite on if they might upset somebody, you know, but that's your art. And that was the pivotal point was when I had to write some lyrics. They were tough, you know, and I wasn't going to be a big fan of, you know, a few people, but I felt like in my heart I needed to say this. You know, and to the people who don't know what's going on, they love it. I'd like to know about how, while you were growing this self-confidence mm -hmm. and um, kind of beginning to pursue your music more seriously, kind of internally as well as externally, what did your family take away from that? What What was their advice to you? They're very, they're really supportive. You know, my grandmother really supportive. They just want to know. You just want to see it. Um, just keep going, you know, being excited and, you know, being interested is better than any advice. I, you know, you know, they're not big on advice. They just want to see me succeed. Um, and I value that more than any, you know, what, what should I do? You know, because I know they're excited for me and I'm doing this for me and to show them that I can do it. And they're excited. You know, it's kind of the, you, you kind of long for their validation in, in an aspect. Like I said, you don't need anybody's permission. You don't need anybody's validation, but it's okay. You know? And so at the end of the day, it's like, I want 
to perform this. Like even when this performance comes out, you know, I want to show them and say, hey, remember I did this four years ago? Like I'm back and I want you to see this, you know, because I left, you know, I left, I left Seattle. I left all my family in Seattle. And so they really want to see what am I doing out here? I am an adventurer. <laughs> and so, you know, I did a lot of traveling my last year of high school and that was like filling my cup a lot. And I just kind of wanted, wanted to see what, what was out here. And um, at the time, um, my kid's mom, I wasn't, we weren't together at the time, but um, we got together and I came out here to visit and I just, you know, fell in love, you know, and had, had some kids and made the decision to stay. And um, that ended up in the long run being the clearly the best decision I made, you know, with, you know, the growth these kids have had and the growth I've had in music. Like, I wouldn't be here, you know. I wouldn't be the person if I didn't make that one tiny decision, you know. It's just crazy to think about sometimes. Well, the ball kind of rolls from there. Yeah. Can you tell me what it's like balancing this artistic side and trying to give it the time and energy it needs when you're also a worker and a parent and you know, all the other responsibilities of life? How do you fit it into your day? It's, you know, it's an important part of who I am and my self-expression as well. So, you know, it, it pays my bills in a way, so I have to make some time for it in that aspect um and it kind of it fills my cup at the end of the day too you know when i can sit and i can create something i could write something and then i look at it and i'm like oh this is good and i'll, I'll play it back over and over again and go in the car and play it going on to work and i'm like this is great and i made this you know so making time for it is isn't that difficult but it gets crammed you know between working full time and having gigs on the weekends and you know having the kids and then having you know another job you know I'm a music director at a church too as well and so I like being busy but there's there's times where I'm just like oh, take a deep breath and try to prioritize and put everything in a calendar you know it wasn't until this year because my girlfriend scheduled her whole thing is in her in her calendar I'm like I don't know how you do so much you know, she's like, it's all in a calendar. That's why. And I started putting everything in a calendar and really just kind of prioritizes everything. And you can see I got like an hour here and I know I have to drive 15 minutes. So maybe I have like 20 minutes to really do this. And so then I can work on music or, you know, go to the store and buy some clothes for the kids or figure out what we're going to do for the weekend or, you know, just relax. What do you want people to get out of your music? What are you hoping to give them maybe? It's a safe space for, you know, yourself. Um, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people are kind of going at a lot of things alone, you know, and um, what do you do, you know? You know, just sit around and write a book, you know, or read a book, you know, hobby, just kind of keep yourself occupied. But, you know, getting involved in music really helped me expand the way I feel about myself and the world and the people around me. Um, I, you know, dealt with a lot of shame growing up, you know, just things you just develop, you know, it doesn't really 
so help me, <laughs> you know? So, you know, being able to really get rid of all that with the help of music helps a lot. It definitely helps a lot. You kind of put all your feelings into music and people naturally accept what you say in music. You know, I could tell you about a time in, you know, in my life where I made a certain decision and I feel strongly about it and you're probably like, mm, you know, not so much. You know, but if I put it in a song, you know, it kind of gives you like an open mind to a lot of things. And so just want to open your mind to endless possibilities, you know, because your art is personal, you know, it's self-expression. It's who you are. So and who you are on the inside. And a lot of people aren't really accustomed to really just kind of bearing themselves. Um, and so. I mean, I've done it for a while, so I'm I'm comfortable doing it. But like, it's really nervous. You get really nervous because you're like, I'm gonna show you. Like I said, you're nervous and excited to show these people these songs. Uh, but I took a lot of time, really curating this music to make sure it really, it really just puts out what who I am. You're also the music director at your church. Yeah. Can you tell me about that relationship? You know, it's it's wildly different it's a huge spiritual experience you know a lot of people you know coming into church have an idea of what they want to receive and what they want to do when they go into church you know they have an objective you know they want to feel a certain way um and i know everyone has heard a song that really just moves them you know or made them cry or like reminded them of like a time in their life and they just just started laughing you know and so you have a lot of responsibility in that moment to call on a lot of feelings and you know and a lot of behaviors too like if you really want somebody to dance and the pastor's kind of doing his thing you know you find an area you find a spot you find a little hole in there to you know kind of get everybody moving and he gives you the eye like not yet you know and so um it's i, I love it you know, it was definitely divine. I mean, I've been there almost two years now. Time just flew by. Um, so it was really a divine experience how we met. And even being in the church and playing, like, people receive it so well. And, you know, when things get quiet and things get really, like, deep, and, you know, your moment is to play and really just kind of, like, embellish that moment and really just kind of, like, grab that moment that everybody's feeling and keep it going. Is there anything you think I should have asked? Is there anything you'd like to talk about? No, I just pretty much, you know, everybody that supported me so much, you know, my girlfriend and Lucas, Maddie, AJ, you know, all of these people definitely have gotten me here. And I look forward to, you know, you know, I feel like I have a bright future in the music and I want to hopefully take as many people with me as I possibly can. I know that not everybody can go, but, you know, it's a great ride. And, you know, I see a lot of times people are having a lot of fun, you know, and enjoying like going on tours and playing with people and playing in bands and doing shows. And, you know, I just want people to experience that and not have any worries about, you know, money or like childcare or, or anything. Just have fun. You know, so thank you. 
Well, on that note, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Jason Garrett Evans of Cosmic Fantasy. Yes, it is. Thank you. Yeah. You have been listening to a KSPS production recorded in Spokane, Washington. For more information about Inland Sessions, to watch back episodes, or if you'd like to learn how your support of KSPS, PBS, and public television turns into more great programming that explores local arts and culture while promoting civic health and lifelong learning, please visit ksps.org. Thank you.